Welcome to Ron's Adventure, the podcast that highlights the adventures Ron Pierce has experienced throughout his 30-plus years following God around the world. Now, with me in the studio today are Ron and Karis Pierce. Welcome back, guys. Oh, I love Ron's adventures. Can't (laughs) wait to hear what we have next. Well, today we're going back to India. India. And uh, we're going to be talking about um, an adventure I had. It was probably the saddest adventure that I've ever experienced. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll let you judge at the end where this ranks. Well, I trust you. Sadness. So now I'm worried. Maybe <laughs> I don't love Ron's adventures. <laughs> no, it's it's real life. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're dealing with here. I was over there. This would be back, um, no, I don't know, probably in the late 1990s, early 2000s, somewhere in that period. And we were up in the Lucknow area, which is up at the northern part, and to an area that just had celebrated the Mahakumbha Mela, which is a big gathering in the Hindu religion where everybody comes together in the Holy River to um, uh, wash away their sins, hope for a better future, um, worship the gods in many ways. But we're not talking a few people. We're talking millions and millions of people. And it doesn't last one day. This is over a period of time. And so people will come, they camp out. Um, there's just a throng of individuals from all backgrounds, from all over India, probably from all over the world. Um, well, would it there. be a, tur- a tourist place then to go to? Uh, uh, no, not really. It's, it's, it, it, we're a religious a, uh, tourist Destination? Yeah, probably something like that. And they but might, the average traveler wouldn't necessarily. I wouldn't think so. Okay. Because there was nothing there. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a river, hillside. All the grass had been worn off because I was I visited there at the end of the celebration. It was drawing to a close, and um, there were only, oh, quick guess, there were only a hundred thousand people there. And um, it, w- it was a small gathering down by the river, et cetera, et cetera. Few people walking around. And um, I went because they told me what it was and I wanted to just basically see it. Mm-hmm. So my driver let me out. Um, the young pastor from a national church operation there let me out a little ways away. And I went and stood sort of on the crest of a hill. And I was looking down over the hill and I still remember seeing all these people there. Some were in the water, some were washing, some were bathing. I don't even know what some people were doing. But they were splashing around at the edge of it. Many people were watching. Um, There were priests all around, I think taking money or giving blessings or a combination of both. Not really sure of all that was happening. Like a Hindu priest. A Hindu priest, yes, yes. And was this a big river, a smaller river, a stream? No, this was a a medium-sized river at this point. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, it was something that you have to see to believe. It was dirty. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it was filthy. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have been just stirred up because of the mud of all the people and the silt and everything. Or it could have been from upstream. I'm not really sure of all the details. To be absolutely honest with you, people at home are probably going to be wondering, oh, why didn't you ask more questions? Um, I really didn't want to know. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it. My heart was absolutely empty for these people. I could just see how futile this whole thing was, and it broke my heart. And then as I was standing there, I saw something that I will never forget. And uh, there were more more and more people were coming down from somewhere at this point when I was standing on the hillside. And there were a lot of men, a lot of men. I would say it would be probably at that time three-quarters young men, one-quarter 
other people. When I say that, uh, older men, um, um, women, uh, girls, all that sort of thing. But there were a lot of younger men. But far less women. Far less women. I I, I noticed that. Right. And uh, now it could have been just the time of day. Mm -hmm. I don't even know all that's involved. So I'm I'm standing there watching this. And I must have been there for about five or ten minutes. And then all of a sudden, I saw this couple, and it wasn't that far away from me. They took their little baby, and together they threw it into the middle of the river, out from the crowd. And They threw the baby. They threw the live baby. The baby was alive. The baby was alive. It was a sacrifice to the gods. And um, trying to, I don't know, ward off, ward off evil, command a blessing of the gods, whatever the case may be. And what did the people around them do? They just stood there and watched because this is a regular occurrence. It's not. This wasn't a one-off. I don't know how often it happens, but it happened in front of me. And I know a good friend of mine who's a leader of the church in India saw the same thing happen mm-hmm. when he was down there one time as well. And um, I watched it. I, I just froze. I could not believe it. It was too far away for me to do absolutely anything. There were mm-hmm. too many people in the way. I knew that that baby was gone. And I lost the parents, the mom and dad, in a crowd because everybody thronged around them for some reason, either consoling, congratulating, doing whatever. But I'd lost sight of them. And I just stood there. Then all of a sudden, down from uh, where I was up on a higher point, down to the river, there were a bunch of young men and they saw that I was looking and noticed that and watched that. I must have looked stunned mm. because then they were then they were shouting at me, they were yelling, and they were running towards me. And I'm thinking he saw something that was holy. He's impure. He's an infidel. I don't oh, know. Oh, so they weren't running at you in a good way? No. Oh no! This was a violent mob that it was turning oh. into. Oh. Then it spread up the hill bank, and all of a sudden, I watched my driver pull up in the car right behind me. And he jumped out and he ran around and literally opened the door. And I was just almost petrified. Mm -hmm. And I was standing there looking at all these people coming, what had just happened. He threw me into the back seat of the car and I hit my head on the far door in the back seat. Mm -hmm. And here he is and he closes the door, must have had to fold my legs or something. It was only a small, (laughs) it was an old car and small, uh, small back seat. He took off. And driving. Well, they pelted us with rocks, broke windows, everything like that. And um, I was the object of their ferocious rage that I was, I think, an infidel watching this happen. Maybe I was a reporter. Maybe I'd taken pictures. Maybe I was going to cause them a hard time. Maybe I was just bad, uh, I'm going to use this word, karma of the situation. I really don't know. Definitely, it wasn't a tourist place then, right? Because well, they not, wouldn't, no, yeah, not not really. Only spiritually. But I was very Western dressed, right? And well, I was and at a whole their very holy place, Western. and I look very Western. Right. And uh, and they they took it that I was bad, and therefore they tried to stop me and probably kill me. Mm-hmm. And um, we took off from there, got back. I remember to the head office, and I was I was calmed down by that point, but mildly shaken. Told them what had happened. And they say, you are fortunate you got out of there alive. And so I thank the driver. Now, that's um, that's the adventure. 
Mm-hmm. And that's why I'd say it's probably not on your top 10 list. It's, it's not. But, but <laughs> I didn't like that. I know that. But at the same time, I'll tell you this. That's the real world mm-hmm. of darkness. And that showed me, and I live with it, and I understand what it is. That's when people really think that those that sort of religious observance of killing a baby is gaining them something with their gods. And remember, in Hinduism, there's a billion gods or whatever it is like that. And they are trying to get a blessing and a reprieve from punishment from their gods or whatever the case may be. And that little baby suffered mm-hmm. the consequences. Those th- That family lives in darkness. It's heartbreaking. That, that community lives in darkness. They do not know the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And therefore, this is something that I live with because I saw it. Now, fortunately, I'm able to, over the years, put it in its place and not live there every day. But there's nothing there's nothing that I've ever experienced quite like that moment of shock. Almost when your heart stops, your eyes can't believe what you're seeing, and you see a little baby um, in the waves, and that's it. It puts into perspective the um, the necessity of the gospel because it's heartbreaking. These people are looking for hope, yeah. and clearly, I, I don't not blame them. It. I don't blame them. Uh, and you say, well, you should blame those parents. In one way, yes. Okay. From a Western point of view, from a Christian point of view, I understand that thought. In the other side of it, they don't know what they're doing because they've never had an alternative. Right. We have to present an alternative to them at all cost because that is in their mind all that they know. And therefore, I don't blame them for not being knowledgeable about the gospel. It's like in Ethiopia, the one church planter told us that they don't realize how how far they are in the darkness until Jesus comes in and shows them the light. Exactly. Exactly. When we are very fortunate, those people that are listening to these podcasts, etc., because most of you, I would suspect, have experienced the, the light of the gospel. You've, you understand what it means to be born again. These people don't. And therefore, when the church over there is trying to exp- explain it to them, the Holy Spirit has to come in and illumine their mind and open their mind to thinking in a totally different way. I would not want to be those that young couple that threw that baby into the, the, the river once they came to know Jesus. Yeah. That would have been toughy. And the, the mother says, why didn't you tell us half an hour ago about Jesus? Wow. And there's, that's the thought. Wow. That's it, Joy. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm a little stunned. It's uh it's a tough thing to hear, and yet I think it's a very important thing to hear. So thank you. Um you guys, you've been listening to another Ron's Adventure, the podcast that reminds us that God's grace is completely sufficient and that there is hope in the gospel. <laughs>